1: Welcome to Show Studios Fashion Radio, the podcast and video series exploring the remarkable relationship between fashion and music. Every week, we'll be joined by fashion's biggest names and the talent of tomorrow, as they share their 10 life-defining tunes and the stories behind them. I'm your host, DJ Fat Tony, and I couldn't think of a more perfect guest to talk about fashion and music. After all, as the granddaughter of Vivian Westwood and Malcolm McLaren, she's born into both worlds. She's a model and an activist, keeping Westwood's legacy alive. Live with the Vivian Westwood Foundation. And don't you dare call her a Nepo baby because she's a legacy. Hello and welcome to the incredible Cora Corrie. This week's guest we are privileged to have in the house Cora (laughs) Corrie.
2: Thank Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour and a
1: It feels, it feels like um, a real full, full circle thing because I, I, you know, I, a lot, a lot of people know I went to school, with your dad. I, I'm very good friends with your mom. And, and it, it, you know, so I've seen you grow up from a baby in your pushchair in Brown Spitalfields <laughs> to this point in your life where, so I've seen that growth in you from a distance. And it's been remarkable to watch. And to have you on here is a real honor.
2: No, it's so lovely. And also, even the other week, me and my dad were kind of driving around South London, reminiscing and talking about my grandma. And we drove past his old school, and he was telling me how the both of you went there. And I don't know, it was then really nice to be asked to do this and given the opportunity because it felt like a yeah. connected moment That's at cute. the right time.
1: Yeah, things happen at the right time for a reason. I always, yeah, it, you know, it, feel, not...
2: it felt like that when Nick reached out to me. I was like, oh my God, like it feels <laughs> like such a moment.
1: All the way through every episode, we've talked about your grandmother and the influence that she's had on music and fashion because no one, and I mean no one, influenced music and fashion like your grandmother, Vivian, you know, and Malcolm, even you know, the whole yeah. that ethos of world's end, later rock, all of that stuff was went parallel with music. They create the music that went with the fashion, and the fashion created likewise. Yeah. And, and so to I'd like to talk a bit about that today. Uh, just the fact that the legacy that your grandmother's left when it comes to music and fashion, because although she was a fashion designer, th- the music went hand in hand with everything, whether it be the Buffalo look, the witches look, it always was music like, you know, Buffalo Girls, Malcolm yeah. created those that, that music that went with those shows, which is, is remarkable. No one does that anymore.
2: I know. I think it's incredible, but I mean, obviously, Since her passing, I've seen so many tributes to her, kind of as the maverick, like, ahead of her time and all these things. But I genuinely do really think that the way that the fashion and the music came hand in hand is because her and Malcolm, when they were together and they met, it was for a far bigger reason. And it was so much more to it and so political that actually the reason i think it's retained its relevance is for the is for the reason that it was about the people 100%. and then the music and the fashion came to try and kind of drive that culture yeah malcolm was such a like musical genius and like there was always a whole vision Not just about necessarily the songs, like there was a whole thing which came with it. And that's how kind of punk developed and remained relevant to this day.
1: More relevant today, I think, than any, than like in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Punk's really had a resurgence in the sense of not even about the way people dress, but just in attitude. Because we got to a point again in society where we're getting to that moment of fuck you moment again. No, that's
2: why actually it's funny. I was think when I was looking through these questions and stuff, I think punk, like I get asked a lot about punk because of my relation to it. Yeah, of course. Um, by blood. And I actually think punk is so relevant today. Like it was originally an anti-establishment movement and it was because people were fed up and sick of the people that ran the country and how they treated people. And I think actually it should be a beacon of hope now for the younger generation because this country is a fucking shit show.
1: Yeah. And
2: you know, actually it's kind of should be, you should look back on that time and say, hey, like what's going on in the world right now and the bills being passed and all of that, that was what punk was about, and mm. that's what I think we're going to get to a point where it's just as relevant in 2023.
1: You know, the thing about it is, is, you know, it, it, it was a movement and it, and it was... A, and people, the way people dressed, because it was anti-establishment. Today, you're not going to get that by shopping at JD Sports. You're not going to get that from wearing, you know, the latest Adidas track suit. So that's not punk. What it is, is it's a thinking and it's a, it's a way of life in the sense of like, OK, I'm going to go anti-establishment because the establishment's not working.
2: Yeah. So something else needs to work. You know better than I do, that the punk movement and the Sex Pistols and why that all kind of happened and Vivian and Malcolm was for a far bigger thing of we're fed up and we're sick of this country and how it's run. You know, in London at the moment, every weekend there's a march.
1: Yeah. And they're not small marches, they're mass marches. <laughs> and they don't get on the news anymore. They don't get they don't get the, the, the coverage they do they deserve because people don't want to know that it's going on. The yeah, establishment no, it's don't like
2: want a that censored. It's
1: already crime. happening. Do you get know what I mean? Yeah.
2: It's matt it's yeah, it's not a good time. No, but it's it not is good. a good time because it's a good time Because people for are change. actually
1: standing, yeah. yeah. And so But you know what? It, there's two ways of looking at you. you. Either lie down and take it or you just fuck off and, you know, you're, we're not going to take this anymore. And I think we're getting to that point where yeah. everybody, and I mean everybody, yeah. is getting to that point of we're not taking this anymore. Everybody's on strike. Everyone's moaning about everybody being on strike. <laughs> right? Like, you know, as soon as it affects them, oh, they, oh, they were late for work. Oh, fuck, they, they've had enough of the two try, uh, strikes or the teacher strikes because their children have to have to spend the day <laughs> off school. So what happens is as soon as it starts to affect everybody, that's when the real change is going to yeah, happen. Yeah,
2: definitely. Anyway,
1: definitely. let's move on. So we're here to talk about your music, right? And your first choice, right, is a, cha- a track from your childhood <laughs> uh, that influenced your personal style and taste. I love this choice. Go ahead. I'm
2: not sure. So it's (laughs) Elvis Presley always on my mind. And I'm not sure it navigated or influenced my personal style, but this song came on the radio when I was born. (laughs) Uh, My dad's a huge Elvis fan. Yeah. He then later sang The Wonder of You at my mum's wedding to her. And he... Elvis has just been a bit of a consistent throughout my whole life.
1: Did you used to wake up and was it being played in your house?
2: Yeah, like my dad puts it on, still does. I think he's watched the new Elvis Presley film, I probably shouldn't say, quite a few times. And we've got a dog called Elvis that we actually (laughs) share. (laughs) So Joe, oh my God. (laughs) Who looks like it should be called Elvis. And anyway... Yeah, it was the song I was born to. I don't think I ever don't listen to it and kind of well up about it.
1: Amazing.
2: And, yeah, it's really beautiful. And there's all these lovely pictures of my dad and Malcolm, actually, because he was there... When I was born, sort of sat in this room smoking cigars after, like on the day that yeah, of I was course, born, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just really sentimental what more I, than anything and special.
1: What I loved is what you just said was about the fact that when you l- listen to it, you can't help but well up that's that's the power of music that is that vibration uh, yeah, you know it really
2: gets me going
1: as soon as like you hear three bars of it your hair stand on an end and it's got you straight away
2: yeah and that's so
1: we, we the, you know that's like people pay a lot of money for that for it, <laughs> if that was a drug you know, I know that would be the best drug in the world and music is the best drug in the world because no, it's the ability to just transform you to these yeah, this place of ecstasy it like, teleports
2: you to your emotions amazing and it's good I think it's so good even if I'm sad I'll put it on and I know it makes me sad but it makes me actually feel my sadness in there's, a way well, it's, but this... it's also so beautiful because it's when I was born and it's my life and the start of my life and all those things something
1: really comforting in it yeah. right yeah it's a it's comfort really like, thing yeah.
2: we played Unchained Melody Yeah, by Elvis Presley at my grandma's funeral and it was. So weird the night before the memorial, I was going back over the river river because she's a South London yeah, girl we and know, I'm not yeah. And I was in this Uber. And it, usually I get in an Uber and they've got like the top charts and whatever. Anyway, we're driving across the bridge and it starts playing Unchained Melody. There you go. And it was the it was like, whoa. Man.
1: And that's not, al- that? that's not an algorithm, you see. No, that's not an algorithm. No algorithm. I that, just had an Uber driver
2: who liked a different radio Mad, channel. It? It's mental, but I was it? like, it gave me goosebumps. I was like, whoa. So it also feels like from being born to now, it's like a full circle. And
1: Amazing. And
2: Elvis remains in choice. my life.
1: What a great <laughs> choice. Okay, track two, which is from a film that's important to you. And I love this. Again, I love the answer to this one as well. <laughs>
2: So it's Sid Vicious, The Sex Pistols, come on, everybody. It's actually from The Great Rock and Roll Swindle. And this is my choice because really, funnily enough, independently, when I was younger, I was downstairs on like a Saturday and I happened to put on The Great Rock and Roll Swindle (laughs) when I was about eight. Yeah. Anyway, and like, for some reason... This song just makes me feel good. Like, you know, when you hear people at Christmas, like, rocking around the Christmas tree or whatever, it's just like a – it just makes me feel good. How funny is
1: that? That's so mad. And it's
2: like, I don't know what it is. And now I find the video or that scene from the film hilarious as well. Yeah, of course. But it's like just like if I feel rubbish, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. Do you not think
1: it's – find it like a little bit – you know, we know the whole Vivian side of things, but, you know, like the the Malcolm side of things, you know, the fact that that is actually your granddad that did the great rock and roll swindle. Do you not?
2: No, it's mad. I haven't watched it recently, but I really need to. But when I was at school, I went to like a pretty nice school it was very traditional yeah. anyway i decided to do my esb which is an english speaking board exam yeah on the sex pistols because <laughs> i suddenly became after watching the great rock and roll swindle i actually became like so infatuated mm. by the whole thing on my own like not through any force of anyone and anyway so i was watching the great rock and roll swindle and my french teacher called madame roberts who was like very proper and like yeah. anyway she was in she is in the great rock don't and roll lie. swindle in the piano <laughs> scene
1: so how was mental like, is that dad
2: that's that's my head of, like the head of my class <laughs> and he was going "What? Well, it can't be it can't be it can't be and it was her
1: how insane it see what i mean i don't believe in coincidences they're no, not it's coincidences so weird. it's
2: so weird it was so, that's mad. so mad it was so mad like but yeah.
3: <laughs> and
2: I didn't tell her that I'd seen her in it, and I played because I was annoying and naughty and a wind up. I played the clip with her in it when I was doing my ESB presentation.
1: Amazing. What did she say?
2: <laughs> she was. I. She didn't say anything till the end, but it was. She was like, "Yeah."
1: That's incredible. Do you, what does your eight-year-old head make of the great rock and roll spindle?
2: Honestly, I... Could you work
1: out what was going on?
2: Not really. <laughs> but prior to that, it's funny because my favourite thing as a kid was my school runs weren't the usual, I don't know, we didn't do the times tables in the car, but we used to listen to the Sex Pistols and the Arctic Monkeys with yeah. my dad on the way to school. And I just used to love it because I was allowed to swear. Of I course. didn't get in trouble. We'd both sing along to it together. And there was this really funny like moment, which I hated at the time when I was 10. But I was in the choir at school and we were doing a jazz concert on the Beatles. And I suddenly realized... I was the only kid who didn't know who the Beatles were. (laughs) Because I just like growing up, I'd had my dad, like we just used to like, I used to love it. Just like screaming and I was allowed to swear and say moron and like all of these words. And I suddenly realized I was so embarrassed. Like it was, I felt so embarrassed and like, oh my God, what's wrong with my family? Like. Why can't they just be normal?
1: Let's move on. Track three. What do you listen to day to day? Today?
2: So this is sort of inspired by my stepdad and my dad. And I was really fortunate growing up that actually I never really thought about, I was never the person on the Orcs because my stepdad used to kind of make all these playlists. Yeah. And just whack them on and like he used to give me an iPod every Christmas with like everything was already done. And then I always had my dad as well. But I would say that Live Up by Rodney P is a big song for me. It's like every time it comes on, I just like, I think of my stepdad in particular and like kind of how he kind of showed me all those incredible different genres of music which have bass, as he's a bass player and like, you know. A very
1: good bass player.
2: Yeah, a good bass player. But, you know, it's so interesting to kind of, learn and absorb the different genres of music which kind of cover that baseline for uh-huh. him and like his passion whether it's rock and roll or reggae or dub and like he kind of has this huge broad array of music which he exposed me to and it's incredible
1: cuz that's, that's and
2: it makes me now real like I hear the bass in songs Hang on, which but you're
1: not hearing the bass, you're feeling the bass. Yeah. Right. That your dad's taught you the difference between listening and feeling, yeah. right?
2: Like Paul, so, yeah. It's like amazing. But songs like live up like they make me feel fucking good and yeah.
1: Just goes through you.
2: Yeah. And it's like it has that connection. I mean a very connect if I can be super shy and like I sit and watch people before I even speak to them because so can't be arsed but it, I'm very much someone who feels things and connected to what I have if that makes sense of course so it's make, a, you, it, it so totally it's a makes big sense. song for me
1: it, it's a great any, song and
2: you can put it on in any situation and it goes down well
1: I love the fact that you, you brought your stepdad into this already. You know, it's just like the whole, the whole musical family. That I you're know. very, 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 very blessed to actually grow up in that environment. Yeah,
2: and it's funny. I think when I get asked to do things like this, I will be totally honest and say. Because I have all these songs and these sounds, which I've listened to for so long, I'm like, fuck, what's that actual song called, which I listen to every day? Like, I have to go and look because it's so crazy and I'm so fortunate, but it's sort of, I've always been handed all this music and been exposed to it to the point that I'm like, God, like, what's that like i yeah, have to yeah. go and look
1: do you actually so i don't do,
2: actually know the names do of you change the, the
1: lyrics to songs do you like th- think that you, do you sing a song for like 10 years and then realize there wasn't those words at all no but <laughs> i will tell you i'm the
2: worst mouse like, singer yeah, yeah. in the world i just i can know every single lyric and people are like cora what what are you doing
1: how funny is that
2: but no it's funny it's really funny
1: Right, track four. What do you listen to when you're working?
2: Well, I'm actually not a listen... I don't listen to stuff when I'm working because I just can't concentrate.
1: That's a big answer, you know. Now, everyone (laughs) we've asked that nearly says exactly the same thing. Really? Especially the creatives, like... They, it just, they, it's they, too loud. Yeah, for me. you know what it is. They want to concentrate, and they, the, it's a distraction.
2: The Vivian Foundation is based. Yes, just off Exmouth Market between King's Cross and Angel. So I get off at King's Cross sometimes, and I've got to march up Pentonville Road, which is uphill.
1: Still in and, that shop? Uh huh. Joe still got that that, that it's property. It's Anwell, yeah, yeah, Anwell Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on Amwell Street. Yeah, on the top on the left, but just yeah. before you get to the, the grass exactly. bank. I used to live on the same street. Did you? Yeah, yeah. But no, uh,
2: so I march up that hill and it's embarrassing, but I thought I wouldn't change it because I'm being asked. But I listen to a lot of chase and status because no, it gets it, no? me in my feels. Like if I'm pissed off, put on chase and status and I march up that hill. If I'm like
3: and it's a bloody big sad, hill.
2: if I'm feeling sad, chase and status. So I've said that Mixed Emotions by Chase and Status is probably what I've been listening to most recently, because that's just how I'm feeling. But also I listen to grime sometimes. It makes me really like... I don't know, it gets a good, like, energy surgence out of me so that when I go and sit down at work, I just completely deload. So I also have been listening to recently Knock Your Block Off by Gigs and JME, and it just, I listen to it in the gym and I listen to things over and over. Yeah, it's exactly it the same thing. it gets all my, like, energy out. Do you out? play the same
1: track from the beginning yeah. to always? Same like, track. Over
2: and over and over, exactly. and I sometimes get out the tube and I'm like, God... I hope like no one can see what I'm listening to or like hear hear it through your AirPods. And but I really find on the way to work, listening to my chase and status, which is my guilty pleasure and sometimes a bit of grime just deloads me and I get to work and I'm like, oh, how I love, nice and peaceful.
1: I love the eclecticness <laughs> of it. Do you know what I mean? The <laughs> fact that you it's chasing and straight to grime, it's, it's yeah. great.
2: And it just makes me feel like, yeah, I'm going to go. What Even if I've had a crap day at home or in my life, it's just like a deload into work and get on with it.
1: Amazing. What do you listen to when you're uh, creating?
2: So I don't really listen to music when I'm creating, but the one thing I will say, and I'm sure you have it with all your friends as you've all grown and got mm. older... Um, and older. Is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and older. Yeah, go and on. We put three olders the on end. there. Yeah, but, yeah,
3: go on. <laughs> um,
2: but I think sometimes when I'm creating, listen to things like my friend Betty. is amazing but for me like to kind of hear my friends if i'm doing something creative coming up and doing their thing and their music and my friend Marley is in a band called Warm Dusher yeah and they sing some great songs they also have really good music videos but Midnight Dipper like it just makes me so inspired mm-hmm. and so proud and lucky to have them in my life that I think it kind of pushes and pushes me into my creativity just because I'm like, oh my God, like these are my mates and I'm so proud of them and they're incredible. And it makes me excited for their future, but also optimistic about creatively what I might be doing or whatever. And that like gets me, like excited.
1: Wait till you get a little bit older, and then your mates' <laughs> kids are doing it. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> for me, this is what the go- I'm having at the moment, because all of my mates' kids are now at that age, whether it be Lila, Lila or yeah. Stella, and all of them are all just conquering the world and so many in all these different yeah. areas, and it's so magical to see.
2: Yeah, because it's like a creation of you guys and how you were all in our lives, totally. and then how it's kind of trickled down in to this next generation
1: it's you know it's like we did one with lily allen before a podcast she came on and she was telling me about how one night her dad blah 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 and i was like i was i'm responsible for that i'm really sorry (laughs) that was he was actually with me and she was like how he missed this school thing and i was like that was me in your living room and you know those kind of things makes you because i still think i'm 16 I still act like I'm 16, like your dad. He's still 16. <laughs> you know, we all act like we're still 16, and then it's like suddenly your, your best friends' kids are six, six, 17 yeah. and 18, and they're all doing these things. And you think, when did that happen?
2: No, Do you know it's what I mean. So and it's, it's
1: amazing to see.
2: Yeah, it's incredible, and I think it just makes you like so proud and inspired oh, so totally. if I do listen to anything it would be Boy by Betty Bell or Midnight Dipper by Warm Doucher because it makes me proud and inspired at what they're doing. But
1: you know what? To get to that point in your life so young already where you are proud of what your friends do is a remarkable thing. Because a lot of people don't get to that until, let's say, because we live in a world full of resentment and fear. (laughs) And people, especially, uh, you know, most generations, of uh, the younger generation, are in fear of what's going on around them. So they fear anyone else doing better than them. I love the fact that you can support and... And and be proud of your what your friends are doing. Yeah, and
2: like let everyone come up around you. I think it's amazing. So like jealous and weird sometimes, and actually, like it makes me so much prouder and happier. Like to see all that comeuppance, and and, you know, you know what it is is
1: also we don't when we support and we 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 nourish and we we celebrate our friends. They're not a threat. And we don't yeah. see them as a threat, and that's exactly. that's that's incredible to feeling in itself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To actually being around your friends and think, I'm just so proud. Yeah, do, it's do you know what I mean? Like, I
2: yeah. see my dad with me recently. Really is just like I'm just so proud, and like it's funny because it's obviously how I feel about him, and seeing people like you and the way that everyone's lives have transitioned, and like it's incredible, but like. I have that with my, I know that I have how my dad feels about me, about all my friends, but I might just not hug them as much as he hugs me. be like, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, you're not my mum. Weirdo,
1: yeah. (laughs) Going up hugging everyone.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But but I know it's how my dad feels when he hugs me and is like, I'm so proud of you. And that is how I feel about my friends. And it drives my creativity.
1: I love that. I'm loving this. This is one of my (laughs) favourite podcasts so far. Okay, six. What song best represents the sound of your studio? I
2: don't have a studio, but if I am working and I'm listening to music in the background when I'm not doing something too important, Change Your Style by The Paragons is just like, it's more of my stepdad's influence, for sure, but he just used to play it. It's... Chill out, I can kind of do what I want yeah. to do as I'm listening to it. And it's a lovely, I guess, nostalgic thing for me and warmth of kind of that safety. And the same goes for Bongo Go Bong by Manu Chow. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you say it. But. That's the same for me. It's just kind of that background music that I grew up around, and it's nostalgic, and it makes me feel warm and held and kind of...
1: Have you uh, ever been to one of your stepdad's DJ gigs?
2: I have. (laughs) I actually did my birthday at the pub, which he does these funny DJ nights at. But I also went, like, on my own with a couple of mates, literally this time last year. And I had the best time because it's actually... Really nice to go somewhere sometimes, which isn't a fashion event. Yeah. Which is just, like, good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's always, you know, and obviously everyone's got, a, got to earn a living, but, like, it's always at those fashion events, and there might be great music, like you play incredible music, but it's so nice to just go somewhere. Yeah like small and it's like it's real and it's all the old the oldies and the youngs and like it's so funny because it's really become a thing his little music night because i meet people and they're like oh yeah i'm going to this night tonight and they don't know that i have a relation to paul and i'm like oh yeah, yeah, nice. Like, but it's really kind of amazing <laughs> that there's this whole younger generation which now goes to, to that kind similar of similar gigs. Yeah, it's amazing, and that right? DJ night.
1: Yeah, how the hell do you go about curating the music for a memorial for the, probably the biggest fashion, one of the biggest <laughs> fashion icons that ever lived? To actually put a playlist together for that funeral, think, okay, this is what we want to put in here.
2: It's funny. So the fu- the funeral was very small, and just yeah. our family. And Unchained Melody was just a beautiful touch to it. Yeah. And then at the memorial, memorial. we had Nick Cave play. Yeah. who very funnily, when he was rehearsing, said, "I always get asked to do funerals. Like, can someone <laughs> ask me to Nick. do a wedding?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we had Chrissy Hind, yeah, who was a dear friend of. My grandma's, and we used to work in the shop, shop so yeah. you probably yeah. knew her. I knew and Christy. she sang Raining in My Br- Heart. Amazing. And it was really special and lovely. But no, I think my grandma, you know, she was very into, it was really lovely. Her and Andreas had a, such an incredible love and bond. But one of the things they really loved is going to the opera and the, mm. the like to the ballet and the theatre and this kind of classical music. So we also had Andreas's, niece kind of in law. Um since, <laughs> well, it was his nephew's <laughs> girlfriend Sister's singing dog, yeah. who's an opera singer yeah,
1: okay. and it was really beautiful. Well yeah everyone kind of... that went to it came away saying the same thing about how beautiful and, and yeah poignant it was yeah she did a great job. And yeah. I, I, you know, well done on that <laughs> it was a, a mighty feat to take on.
2: It was quite mighty. <laughs> it was a lot but no it was it was really beautiful.
1: What uh What's the most important song? This is one of my favourite questions, if not my favourite question. What is the most important song you've heard in a catwalk show?
2: So I think it's tricky. It was really tricky for me to answer this, just because of what we were speaking about at the beginning of kind of these shows that Vivian and Malcolm did together and the music they curated to go alongside all these different like kind of incredible shows But I actually chose uh, the most recent show, which was the first show Andreas did without my grandmother, but also, for me, a moment where I've never walked down the catwalk without her or had all the realisation of her not coming out and holding my hand at the end, which is even when I was 16, still something that happened. And so this is actually what he chose as the music for the most recent show and he chose La Volse by mm-hmm. Maurice Ravel which is a classical song which I think really highlights what I was just saying kind of their beautiful shared love and bond over kind of classical music and what they do in their spare time like going to the opera yeah and all of these things and just sitting listening to music together, which is really beautiful. And it was mixed with Uh ACDC, TNT, which like just really reminds me, like she was such a strong character, Uh even when like people get older and they sort of get more granny-like and shrink a bit. And they, you know, she still was a force to be reckoned with. Oh, well, listen, you, don't, and the combination, you didn't fuck with Vivian. Yeah, but ever. the combination of the two things yeah. really, like, resonated in such a powerful way of, like, she loved beautiful things mm-hmm. and all of this stuff, but there was still, like, the strongest, like, person under all of that. And she stayed true to herself through her whole life. 100%. And I think that kind of force... Was so beautifully but, in a funny way highlighted through ACDC. But
1: I also think that you know that 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 her staying true to herself her entire life and being the force that she was will live on forever. Yeah. Best music video in terms of fashion.
2: So, because you have to pick one, I've picked you pick sa- two,
1: three, four.
2: <laughs> but I picked "God Save the Queen" by the Sex Pistols, and it wasn't actually a music video no. because music videos didn't happen back then. They'd probably call it one now, but I'm just going to say that that can pass. But I guess it's such a stereotypical answer coming from me. It's like, oh, of course she's going to say that. Well, I don't think so. But there's a good reason, and it's sort of what we said earlier. But yes, the clothes were important, but punk as a movement is so important and it retains its relevance and it's not just through the trends and fashion concepts which were developed, which we see today. But it's important because it came from an anti-establishment movement with people being sick and tired of how this country's run. And I think what we said, we live in a time now which isn't too dissimilar from that. And if anything, what it stood for, the punk movement, is so important as we move forward. As I kind of see it as, yeah, a beacon of light to mm-hmm. a younger generation because the people who lead this country are diabolical. So I think that's why I wanted that to be my choice.
1: Well, it was also that, that just that God Save the Queen clip of the sexist was playing that live. It's <laughs> such an iconic piece of footage of, a, of that era. Yeah. That, that they sums sang up it the going, whole era.
2: Yeah. They sang it going down. The Thames no, right. on, on the Queen's on the, Jubilee. On the boat. And my grandma actually, and my grandpa, both got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and I, funnily enough, I don't know if I should say this, but funnily enough, I went and stayed at the Nomad Hotel yeah. um, for my boyfriend at the time's birthday last year. And... My dad went, "Oh, you know your you know your grandma was in a cell in there." Do you know and what? he was like, "And actually I ended up in there quite a few times as well." Do- <laughs> and it's now this like lovely Beautiful hotel, but all my family members have been sat in cells. Exactly. Like
1: <laughs> so I did the opening of the Nomad Hotel, and it was exactly the first thing I said. Oh, I was in a cell in here, yeah. and, and, and they, they were like, "What? I, was, I got dr- drug busted in here." Literally, was the first thing I said to the owners when I met them. I was like, "They were. Oh, do you like the hotel?" I've been here before. I was arrested and put in here in Bow Street Magistrates Court. The court was there, and the prisons, police cell was there, and. That's so bizarre that they said that. I know, like, but we
2: were laughing because I was like, how many people can say, oh, yeah, my grandma was in a cell Genius, down there? <laughs> but for the reason being of that incredible moment where they went down the Thames for it's the God such, Save the Queen.
1: Um, it, well, you know, it, it's one of those moments that just for a lot of people, it, it sums up a, an entire generation yeah, because it's such a an, uh, 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 it, it's another strong force to be reckoned with. Yeah, you know that's not going to happen today.
2: Yeah, and you know people even talk about you know some Sex Pistols didn't make the most like incredible music if you look at it on a technical no, scale yeah, or any of that, but it's the whole thing as we were saying of the clothes, but actually the overarching movement and the anti-establishment attitude in the younger people, and I think. It's what we need to take Fever la punk,
1: that's what we say, right? Let's bring it back. <laughs> Let's go for it. Right, a song from a musician you'd wish to work with. Living or dead, always in brackets, always makes me laugh, that last bit.
2: So this is quite different to all my other choices. Um, it's Billie Holiday, who just, I mean, I chose her song Solitude, but... I mean, for me, she's incredible. Like, I don't think her voice, I don't think you can argue with it. But more importantly, I think I found such an interest with her. She was one of the first people in the 30s to kind of do, like, a protest song. Mm -hmm. She wrote this song which kind of highlighted (coughs) the awful, like, race crimes against black people in Southern America. And she used to perform in Harlem. And a lot of white people would travel up to see her. And, you know, they always used to say to her, you cannot sing this song. You cannot sing this song like Uh you're going to because you'll have white people stand up and leave or be outraged and it will be terrible. And she continued always, every time to sing this song called Strange Fruit. And sometimes she'd sing it twice. And it was one of the first protest songs and... I think not only does she have the most beautiful and incredible voice, but what a woman to Stunning, speak out in a time about like her. that.
1: You know, another strong force yeah. to be reckoned with, right?
2: And I think it's just, you know, in that day and age to have held that strongness and kind of stuck your guns and never wavered is just this
1: like It's the wow. 1930s. I know. Do you know what I mean? And Can you imagine like, what was going on at that yeah, point in time? exactly. And the, strange the people of free Song,
2: like, and how it highlights that and kind of making sure that you performed and kind of highlighted it to all these white people who were traveling to see you play. Like, I just think she's incredible.
1: What a great choice. What a great choice. Okay, we come to the final question. I
2: know.
1: A track which represents how you feel about yourself (laughs) and life right now.
2: (laughs) So, one of them is Mixed Emotions by Chase and Space, <laughs> yeah, which I did to actually already say. Back to that one. But no, I think it's a song which gets me in my feels if I'm feeling rubbish. Or I'm not feeling rubbish. It kind of just I like it. It makes feel emotional. You know what? The fact that you
1: like it, you don't need to explain (laughs) anything else. In a good way, and it it. just
2: yeah, it makes me laugh because I'm like, oh god, all my friends like listening to their great music, and this is what I want to listen. to. Yeah, but
1: are they? They're probably like listening to like a right load of old crap, really, and just pretending (laughs) that they're listening to good things.
2: And then reach out. I'll be there by Derek Harrier. I think. It's a song from my childhood again, but it's also a lovely song. And like, I think we live in a day and age where you talk about it a lot, but you know, reaching out and being there for people. And like, I think it's so important and it's such a, sheds such a lovely light on that. And I think it's so nice how many people are supportive if you want them to be, but also, you know, you can reach out and people will be there and it's a positive thing. And I feel that at the moment going through my grief and my life and, yeah.
1: You know, sometimes when we we come to these points in life where we're up against the worst situation that we think we could be in, something really magical and beautiful comes out of it. Yeah. And, you know, I can already see that happening with you. I can already see something really magical coming out of you because of Vivian's passing. And I just think that it's incredible to see. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. How old are you now?
2: 25.
1: <sighs> what the what, way did that go? Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, a bit, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a remarkable thing to see. And it's, I say this to many people. The, the fact that you just said about the reaching out, we all have arms, right? Yeah. And we need to use them and we need to put our exactly. arms out. And just, it's okay to hug people and yeah, give people that.
2: and also ask people to be there for you. To and asking be for there help from one other of people. the biggest things
1: you could ever ask for. Exactly, you know?
2: and that song makes me feel held and confident that I would ask for that help and I hope that I can be that person which other people would feel comfortable asking for help too.
1: And I see you slipped in here moving on up by Primal Scream.
2: Yes, so that is just like a happy... <laughs> it's also a song from my childhood, I yeah, guess. Yeah, of course. But... It's just one of those songs, like, it doesn't matter what mood I'm in, I just love it. It makes me happy. It makes me sad. It may, it's everything.
1: Well, I just love you. And I'm serious. You know, <laughs> I have not spent time with you ever. I mean, the last time I spent time with you was you were in a buggy. And that's, that's a fact. <laughs> in and, Smithfield. Yeah, yeah, in Smithfield. And you, you just come back from being down the Thames. <laughs> On a Sunday afternoon, i just come out of trade. I saw Joe and, and Serena pushing you in the buggy <laughs> with the dog. And everyone was oh, covered Roman. in mud. Everyone was covered in mud. Like deep, covered, like the dog's leg were like up to his back in mud and uh, I remember being off my nut and Joe was like look at you and I was like thinking you could talk and it was one of those moments so to spend time with you today and seeing how you've turned into this um, this magnificent person that you are is a really really beautiful thing I'm really glad you came in today and I you know I love your mum I love your dad. I love your stepdad. You know, it's now I love you. Love them all. No, it's
2: so nice because I think it's one of those full circle things, and Mm. it felt like such an honor to be able to have this opportunity, but also so lovely to do it with you and have my own relationship with you going forward. When I know that you hold all these relationships, (laughs) all these different people, and weaves throughout my life and my bloodline, and I think it's. A really beautiful full circle.
1: Thank you so much for coming in. I say this to everyone that comes on here. Long may you rain and keep shining and keep being <laughs> you. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.